I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is Internet Marketing. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 102 of Internet Marketing brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. Hello Kelvin. Hello Andy. And it's a questions and answers yes, episode yes. today. I have in my hand a series of pieces of paper which will make a papery noise as I slide them around and read them. And our first question um, is from uh, Rick Stevens. Uh, he says, uh, Kelvin and Andy... I've been listening to your podcast for several months now, and I believe that I have heard all of them that are offered on iTunes. You guys have provided me with a lot of really valuable information. Thank you. He has been busy, hasn't he? Uh, one thing I will say is as well that, um, so in iTunes, we only go back, uh, I can't remember how, was it 25 or 30 oh, episodes? Yes, that's true. Yes. Um, so if anyone do- has listened to all of the episodes which are currently in iTunes and wants to go back further, um, if you go to internetmarketingpodcast.org, Every episode ever is there to click and download. So we iTunes, because of the nature of how iTunes works, you only really want to keep like a relatively small number of current episodes in there. If anyone's interested in any of the older episodes, um, just go to internetmarketingpodcast.org and um, all of the episodes are there from 1 to 101 and this 102 when it goes live. All down to the size of your feed, you know. You oh. don't have a too, too bulkier feed. It gets quite painful. Anyway, he goes on to say, uh, my question is about Google's preferred domain. I have one website, but Google is seeing it as two. My domain is merciaandstevens.com, but in Webmaster Tools, Google sees that URL and www.merciaandstevens.com. I also think that my XML sitemap is part of the problem. How do I get Google to see only one and to ensure that it doesn't split my rankings between the two URLs? Thanks again, and keep up the good work. Rick Stevens, Houston, Texas, USA. Ah, so yeah, it's a good question there. Um, he's right. Um, Rick is right to be concerned about having two different versions of your site available on two different URLs, or two identical versions of your site available on two different URLs. Because that can confuse the search engines because they go, well, which version of the page do we go to? And it also can potentially mean that your link equity, so the number of people who are linking to you, is split across those two different names. Because HTTP colon forward slash forward slash domain dot com and HTTP colon forward slash forward slash www dot domain dot com are seen in Google as two different websites. Unusual, I know that those websites are actually different, but in some cases they are. So Google have to treat them as different websites. Now, there's probably really three options 
um, all of which are probably worth considering to specify which one um, they use. Now, I'll start off by saying you should decide, and every person who's listened to this who's got a website should know which version they prefer, the one with the www dot or the one without the www dot. There's no definitive answer as to which one's better. Um, I tend to prefer with the www dot. Do you have a preference, Andy, in terms of... Um- I always get slightly confused because I use DreamHost for a lot yeah. of my domains. Yeah. And what DreamHost does, as I'm sure a lot of other people do, is when you're creating your domain and hosting your domain, it says, um, do you want to make it so that if someone puts www.mydomain right. in, it just scrubs the www. Yeah. bit off and yeah. turns it to my domain? Mm. Or do you want to keep it there so that they'll both point to the same website? Mm. And I always say, no, just remove the www dot so yeah. we've only got one domain yeah. is that a solution yeah yeah i mean that probably i don't know the the the, the dream host setup but essentially what they're doing is kind of potentially one of these three options i'm going to be talking about okay, right. which is the, the, the 301 but so i think different people have different preferences and it's whichever one you want to go for i tend to go for www dot sounds like andy tends to go without the ww's mm. i don't think it really matters but what you do need to know is know exactly which one it is you prefer and stick to that now what that then means is whenever you're doing any internal links on your website where you're using the absolute full url use that version not the the non-ww version so that means if you're working with a web developer let them know that as well and then whenever you're doing any kind of proactive link building always link to that version as well and what that also means in rick's case is when you're putting together your xml sitemap and you're specifying the urls you should also kind of specify the you know the the version that you prefer. So that's the Be first consistent. step. Yeah, consistency mm-hmm. is the first step. You then kind of got three options, and I'll go through them. In so the first one is the easiest, um, but not necessarily the most comprehensive. Now Google do have in pretty much every country that we're listening to a ridiculously dominant um, market share, but there are other search engines out there like Yahoo and Bing and their combinations and various other ones that are bubbling under the service like Bleco, which we talked about. Now, in Google Webmaster Tools that Rick's talking about there, you can, within there, specify which of the two versions you prefer. And it's relatively straightforward to do. Um, there's probably a show episode on um, on Google's um, Webmaster Tools site about how to specify which one. It's pretty self-explanatory. And if you're a premium subscriber, we've covered it in previous episodes as well. But, you know, it's not too difficult to do to specify which version you've got. That's good for Google. It's not so good for the other search engines. And it's not really a proper solution to the problem. What you're really doing there is just saying, Google, ignore this problem um, and try and rectify it as well. I'm not entirely convinced that that's the you know, the right solution for everyone because you're still going to get the split across domains. Yes, Google might personally reconcile that internally, but you're just making it more complicated for yourself. So that's one option. I still recommend doing that, but it's not the only real solution. The second solution is using 301 redirects, which are permanent search engine friendly redirects. And what you want to do is redirect every version. So if you're if you're going without the www dot, you want every um, combination of the URL that goes off that to redirect to the www dot version. Now it's a little bit complicated to do and will vary from web host to web host and web installation to web installation. There's plugins in WordPress, including the all-in-one plugin, which will do that for you. Um, but for any web developer worth their salt, if you say to them, "Can you redirect every version to the other one using 301 redirects?" It shouldn't be complicated for them. It shouldn't take a huge amount of time. And that is the default option. Now, there's then also an additional solution um, which you can use, which is kind of a bit of a, if you've done the first two, you shouldn't really need this, but it's still worth considering, which is the rel canonical tag. And I'll drop a link in the show notes to kind of some pages that discuss that. But essentially the rel canonical tag, 
um, is enables you to say um, if you have two identical or very similar versions of a page, um, which one is the default, as it were. And it's intended for more like, so say you've got a um, e-commerce site and you've got someone's filtered by um, laptops, 16-inch, um, and then you've also got a filter where someone's got Apple laptops, 16-inch, mm. and that might be very similar, those two results that you've got there. So a typical one where you might have like, I don't know, um, okay, what's the T? So say you've got a TV and you've got, um, you could go plasma 32-inch or you could go 32-inch plasma yeah, and you yeah. get identical results there, but you really only want to show Google one of those versions because those pages are essentially identical. They might not be 100%, but they're you know, pretty much identical. In that case, you would want to put the rel canonical tag on both those pages, specifying which of those one pages is the definitive version. And you can do that across multiple variations. So you could have 100 pages, all of which having pointing in this little bit of code that no one other than search engine see saying that one's the definitive version. It is possible, and some people have implemented it. So on every page of your site, you have the rel canonical tag of where that page should exist. So if then you get any duplication that you haven't envisaged, be it this www dots or other ones, on every single page, you're saying where the, the default version should be. Now, there's all kinds of duplication problems. The www dot and the non www dot are the most common, but there's other ones as well, like trailing slashes and you know folders that have forward slash index.php and don't have forward slash index.php. And it can turn into a bit of a brain explosion in terms of the mm. combinations of them. So that rel canonical can be kind of a good sort of safety net that if you set up, it should sort of point back to the definitive version of the page. But I think in Rick's case, Webmaster Tools and the 301 should solve this problem. And the other one's just kind of a, a bonus point for if someone wants to kind of get delving down into the technical side of things. Interesting. So even a trading slash can make it look like a different Yeah, I mean, the, domain. the www dot and the non www dot is the biggest issue and the one that we always try and resolve when we're working with clients on SEO projects. But, you know, there are other combinations that you can have as well that can potentially cause confusion. Google are getting better at understanding the difference between it, but when people are linking, that's where you get the kind of confusion. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's move on to the next question. As he holds up a piece of paper. This one is from Misha McEarney. From somewhere. I don't know where. <laughs> Dear, um, hi, Calvin. Uh, first of all, I love your podcasts. I'm such a nerd. I listen to them when I'm out running, doing the housework, you name it. It's not nerdy to listen to the internet marketing podcast. I think yeah, it makes all. everyone cool, um, you know, hyper-attractive, um, intelligent-looking. That's right, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I listen to it while I'm cooking. Yeah? Because I forget what I say, actually, during the recordings. Uh-huh. A few episodes ago, you mentioned a tool that you use that trawls through all the social media sites and blogs, etc., and sends you back feeds as to what people are saying about your company and whether it is positive or negative, etc. You mentioned the tool was inexpensive compared to a lot of other ones that are available, and I was wondering if you could please let me know the name of the tool. Thank you so much. I took voluntary redundancy last year, uh, did an online marketing course, and set up my own blog on Value for Money, brackets, and I'm now on a TV present... Oh, well, let me get this right. And I'm now on TV presenting a slot, brackets. Ah, that's pretty impressive, yeah, no, isn't it? Well done, well done there. No, that's, that's clearly um, worked very well. Uh, she, uh, um, it goes on to say, uh, in addition, through podcasts, articles, YouTube videos, I have found myself internet marketing, and now I have 11 clients for whom I do internet marketing. Uh, I have to say, the material you cover is excellent and has been invaluable to me in the building of my knowledge. I 100% agree with you. The best way to learn is on the job and keeping yourself informed. Thanks again, Misha. 
Oh, well, she's clearly done very well for herself. So congratulations there. No, and it's good to hear, you know, listeners who, who you know, success stories of listeners. But mm. I think, and I actually sent an email back, uh, back in this case, I think it was Viral Heat um, that was the tool that we had mentioned that she was looking for. I remember very, it. Very, yes, I remember that episode well. Um, a very well regarded tool. Um, another option on that as well, an alternative to Viral Heat, is Tracker, which is spelled T-R-A-C-U-R.com. Both of which are relatively inexpensive online reputation management tools. Um, Viral Heat, um, Dan, a regular guest and former host here, absolutely loves. I'm a bigger fan of Tracker, um, which is owned and run by Andy Beale, who runs MarketingPilgrim.com, which is a great website, and wrote a book called Radically Transparent. I love the name Marketing Pilgrim. Two words just don't go together, so they go together, (laughs) they work really well. Yeah, yeah, no, so yeah, that's the one I rate. A similar sort of price is not very expensive at all. But for people who are interested in social media monitoring and reputation management, but don't have any money per se, um, SocialMention.com is a free tool that gives you some you know interesting advice you can kind of pull the feeds out of there and use that with rss subscriptions as well and don't forget google alerts yeah um, a google alert for a brand name for a name of a employee can't really go too far wrong there with that and, and on twitter you can do a search and make yep. it be an rss feed can't you yeah, so you yeah. can search for your name and turn that into an rss feed yeah and i mean that's great if you're not using something like tweet deck or um you know seismic and all the different options out there um what's the other one called as well name completely forgot uh, Hootsuite that's Hootsuite, the other one as yes. well where you can set up columns that are based on certain search terms as well but look into RSS most people if you're not really using it a lot of social websites can generate RSS feeds which you can then use to feed information to you in a way that works so you might want it to be emailed to you once a day or in an RSS reader like Google Reader or you know generating a Twitter column in TweetDeck. You know, mm. there's all kinds of things you can do with RSS. Lots of people are talking about it dying out at the moment, but I think it's kind of really interesting if you can delve down into information sending itself to you when when it's published via RSS. is quite useful. Is RSS dying? Apparently, according to TechCrunch. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, but that, I think it's kind of... Who are they? What do they know? Yeah, well, I mean, if, if in doubt... Um, and you want to get some attention, claim something is going to die. That's a, <laughs> a good link bait tactic. And moving on to the last question. This one's from Richard York uh, in Swindon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a Twitter question. Um, so, uh, 2011 is here. What do you see as the big thing next year? Oh, it's one of those looking to the future yes, questions, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I've you know, been having these discussions internally, putting together premium podcasts, forecasting for 2011. Always a recipe for... Um, things coming back to haunt you yeah um, but <laughs> i predict that time will continue moving yeah, on yeah so i mean uh, w- one huge huge trend and i would like to you know cover in more detail in um, future episodes is the power of voucher codes um be them in affiliate marketing be them in um you know in websites like groupon which are you know doing fantastically well at the moment, or be they just as a link bait tactic? You know, in in the book ClockworkPirate.com and you know in some of the tactics we've done for um, clients recently, voucher codes have been a very effective way of building links to websites. You offer a voucher that's unique or specific or exclusive to a website, and then they're very very likely to link to you as well. That then ties in with affiliate marketing, so you get the voucher code sites which are all about affiliate marketing, and it connects in with like local deals and Groupon and the like. So Lots of different intertwining themes there that are going together that I think we'll be talking a lot about that over the next 12 months. I mean, have you got any predictions, particularly, Andy, of things that you can see that... Mm. We talked about the future podcast in a couple of, you know, mm. what, four or five episodes ago, didn't we? I don't know predictions. if it's... Um, 
You put me right on the spot there. Ah, sorry. But I'm going to respond. Now, I'm uh, going to respond by being put on the spot. And my response is going to be... Mm, mm. I think the temptation is that you make these predictions at the beginning of the year because that's kind of the type of thing that you do. It's the type of content that's expected that time mm. of year. But actually, most predictions fail. And actually, in a lot of cases... Um, things tend to move very, very quickly anyway and just seem like they were natural and everyone predicted them. There's a kind of you know post-rationalisation that goes on. It's like, of course I predicted the rise of Google. Well, if you did, well, how come you didn't invest in them and you're on a multimillionaire now? You know, so, yes. I just don't know. I, yeah. I, I had a, such a relaxing comatose Christmas. I still haven't really come out of it, to be honest with you. And we are recording soon after Christmas. We're doing a bit of a catch-up at the moment. So, Well, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, for Rich's case there is what I would say is there's... it It's... Difficult to make predictions about the future. I mean, I've done some on the premium podcast in the run up to Christmas. I made, I think, you know, five or six predictions and then used five or six predictions of the the, the listeners as well as episodes. Um, and, you know, the subtle plug here, premium.internetmarketingpodcast.org if people want to sign up for that for screencasts and videos. Um, but generally, the my prediction is voucher codes will be very, very important. If you're not exploring them, have a look into it. And generally, a lot of trends we're seeing will just continue. You know, social will become more integrated with search. I think that's not hugely surprising. Um, you know, collaboration will become more natural. All these types of things, really, that are patterns we're seeing. You're probably just going to see more of the same, um, but quicker. Oh, I'm sorry for not coming up with a prediction. I, will, I promise I will next show. Ask me again next show. I'll, I'll do my homework. Give me, give me, give me a couple of weeks to get one. Yeah. yeah. Well, that wraps it uh, for today's show. So we will be back again next week or possibly even sooner if we're still catching up. And that's goodbye from me, Andy White. And goodbye from me, Kevin Newman. Goodbye. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org where you'll find show notes, links and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number, if you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three two five six one five zero. If you're inside the UK, it's 01273 256150. And you can leave a voice comment or question and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a, a rating on iTunes itself. Well, that's it for now. Andy White signing off until next week on Internet Marketing. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.